Welcome to this edition of the Head to Head Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. This is episode number 41 of the Head to Head Podcast. In this edition of the podcast, I'm going to talk about my Boston Celtics and their playoff chances. That's right. I am taking complete and total ownership of this team. There have been ups and there have been downs. But this is my team, and I'm going to talk about their playoff chances in my mind. And to me, the Celtics have one chance at redemption, and that is having success in the playoffs. The Celtics, I believe as I'm doing this podcast, have won 47 basketball games. But if you watch shows like The Jump, and you watch NBA Twitter, and you watch NBA all the time like I do, you'll know that they are treated with absolutely no respect because the expectations, and I had those expectations too, were that they were going to win 67 games and tear this league a new one. It hasn't happened, and I feel bad for this team, and I'm sick of talking about this team. It's probably why I haven't done a podcast about them in weeks and weeks. I'm just tired of them. I'm tired of the Jalen Browns of the world, and even the Jason Tames of the world, and, and a little bit of the Kyries of the world, even though I think his basketball game is spectacular. I'm just kind of sick of the cast of characters, and I kind of want to hit the reset button. But the thing I do love about sports, and the thing that I think we all love about sports, is that at some point... The noise stops, people shut up, and they have to play the game. And the only way the Celtics can prove that they are this great team that maybe we all thought they were is if they succeed in the playoffs and get to an NBA Finals. I think if they make the NBA Finals at this point, it would be amazing. It's what I want most on planet Earth right now. I I, I don't want to leave this season in the way it is right now, because right now we're questioning everything. We're questioning Jason Tatum as a player. He's only averaged about 14 points a game this year. We're questioning Brad Stevens as a head coach, who was brilliant with the underdogs. We're questioning Kyrie Irving's ability to be a leader. It's just questions, and I'm ready to stop talking about those questions, and I'm about ready, and I think most of America is ready, to just get the answers. We need answers about this Celtics team. There are guys on this team who I think are good players who aren't giving enough chances to prove they are good players. Semi Ojale comes to mind. When he plays basketball, he brings the intensity, and he knows his role. I think the Celtics need more guys who are going to accept a role, the Aaron Baines, the Daniel Tices, and the Semi Ojales, and the Marcus Smarts are the four guys on this team who seem to know each and every game and accept their roles. The other guys, like Terry Rozier, Jalen Brown, they just, they front Marcus Morris, there are games where they think they're Michael Jordan, and then there are games where they take lesser roles. It seems like this is a team full of a bunch of guys who don't know their role. And I think in basketball, it's important. The Golden State Warriors have Steph Curry, they have Klay Thompson, they have Kevin Durant, they have Draymond Green. But you know what also they have? They have a great bench of guys who just fit a role. Sean Livingston is an excellent backup point guard. He would never in his wildest dreams be the starting point guard of this Warriors team. He is in the same position that Terry Rozier is to the Celtics, and yet he has accepted his position on that basketball team. Andre Iguodala is my favorite sixth man in basketball. He has accepted his role. No one on this Celtics team, other than the four guys I've mentioned, have accepted the role. Gordon Hayward is somewhere in between a starting player and a bench player. I don't really even know where I am with Gordon Hayward at now. He's had three games this year where he scored 
two with 30 off the bench, and one the other night with 25 points off the bench. And last night against the Pacers, he was 9 for 9 from the field. I have no idea what each and every, each game a different person is doing different things. They haven't accepted what they are on this team, and I think it's the biggest problem so far for the Celtics. For instance, if Jason Tatum had the confidence of Marcus Morris and Marcus Smart, we all think he'd be a great player. We all think he should be the one taking more shots. Do his teammates feel that way? I've never heard a teammate say anything about Jason Tatum's game this year at all being like, we need this guy to take more shots. Kyrie Irving just said that the other night about Gordon Hayward. Nobody seems to feel that way about Jason Tatum, except the rest of the world and the rest of the people actually watching these basketball games. Why is Jason Tatum not automatically getting at least 12 to 15 shots a game? It blows my mind because they're going to guys like Jalen Brown, Marcus Morris, and Marcus Smart. I love Smart's game. He's the best defender on this basketball team. He needs to take less shots. Marcus Morris, I'm done with this guy. I think there's a chance he goes out of the rotation. He's just not helping anyone at this point. He's just going to games and taking shots. He is taking shots at a rapid pace that I don't want him doing. And Jalen Brown is doing the exact same thing. I think after this year, I'm going to hit the reset button on Jalen Brown. Moving forward, this playoff run will be defined by three key figures on the Celtics. Three players will define this playoff run if the Celtics go far. Kyrie Irving, Gordon Hayward, and Jason Tatum, because those are the wild cards on this team. I all believe all three of them could explode and win you a playoff round, but I don't know the answer to that. The reason why Al Horford's not on my list is because I think I know what I'm getting from Al Horford. I have no idea how those three players are going to interact with one another, because it seems like neither, none of the three that I mentioned have any chemistry with one another at all. One night Kyrie will explode. One night Tatum will explode. One night one night Gordon Hayward will go nine for nine. They're never all on at the same point except for this run at the end of the season where they seem to be playing well at the same time. If those three guys can get you 15 to 25 a night, all three of them, I need them to do this and be good passers. Those are the free keys to the Celtics on this playoff run, people. If they get to the NBA Finals or the Eastern Conference Finals, it's going to be on the backs of those free players. Nobody else matters to me at all. I've given up on the Terry Rochiers of the world. I've given up on Marcus Morris. I've given up on Jalen Brown. There's Kyrie. There's Gordon Hayward. And there's Jason Tatum. The Celtics are going to go where those three people lead them. And I I really hope at the end of this year, no matter what happens, I really hope that these three guys build chemistry with one another. I hope all three of them are in the starting lineup next year. Because if Kyrie Irving resigns, the next five years are going to be about those three guys, unless the Celtics do the amazing and end up with Anthony Davis. But I don't know if that's going to happen. But... If we have this group, we're, hopefully we have a whole different group next year. But if we have the same group, it's going to have to be the Tatum, Kyrie, Hayward show mixed in without Horford. That's how it has to be. Those three guys with Horford. I, I'm done 
with Jalen Brown. I'm, I'm done with Terry. Terry Rogier is that awful season. Let him walk in the free agency. I'm done with that nonsense. He has done, he has been the worst Celtic this year. He's been miserable to watch play basketball, joyless at times, just putting up shots. I'm done with it. I've had a rough time watching Terry Rozier play. Marcus Morris started off the season great, but now he thinks he's that guy all year long, and he's not because he's inconsistent at best. At best, I put him on the inconsistent category. Moving forward, if this Celtics team is going to go deep in this playoffs, it's going to be on the backs of, again, the point guard, Kyrie Irving, the small forward, Gordon Hayward, and the small forward, Jason Tatum. And Gordon Hayward can play the two-guard, too. The, there needs to be some kind of lineup. There needs to be some kind of chemistry with those free players. Because I think you can get farther than most people believe. If those free guys are hot, you can't tell me if the first two rounds of the playoffs, each of those guys are averaging 15 to 25 a night, that you can't go to the the Eastern Conference Finals, then that's ridiculous. If those three guys play well and they don't go deep, I'll be amazed. Because if they if the Celtics lose in the first round, it will be because one of those three guys didn't show up. And the same thing in the second round. When the Celtics lose in the playoffs, it will be because one of those three guys did not play at a level. And again, Gordon Hayward is the most inconsistent one of those three guys. One night he could be nine points and five assists and you think he's okay. And then the next night he can dazzle you against the Indiana Pacers and go five for nine for nine from the field and have an amazing game. You have no idea night from night what you're getting from Gordon Hayward, but you also don't know night from night what you're getting from Jason Tatum. One night he looks like the play, player from last year and then other nights he just he just doesn't shoot even when he should be shooting more. He needs to be aggressive. The Celtics need Jason Tatum to be aggressive. And are we going to get playoff Tatum from last year, who was one game from getting the Celtics to the NBA Finals? Or are we going to get the Jason Tatum from this year, who seems lost at times. He has been clearly lost at times in the shuffle. Maybe there are too many people playing at once. Again, I want to see more of the role players who know their roles get chances. Semi Ojale knows he's not getting 15 points a night. That's why he's playing good basketball. Daniel Tice knows he's not getting 80 shots in a, eight shots a night. He knows his role Get, Baines is brilliant on this team because Baines doesn't try to take over a game. He knows he's the big man. He's going to play the big man role. Those three guys should get playing time in this playoff rotation because they know their roles and they play them to a T. Ojale was so good in that Philadelphia game that the Celtics ended up losing after he didn't play the fourth quarter. They sucked. The Celtics need guys who know their roles. Marcus Smart knows his role as the back, as a backup slash starter. He knows he's the best defender on the team. It seems like everyone else thinks their self-worth is in the fact that they score 20 points. Jalen Brown probably doesn't believe he's had a good game unless he scored 20 points. We all know that about Kyrie. We all know that about Tatum. We, Gordon Hayward seems to maybe know his role a little bit better so far. 
Guys need to learn their roles. It has been a miserable experience most of this year seeing this team fit in. There's no doubt about that. I'm not a Celtics fan and in denial. This has not been a good year of basketball for the Boston Celtics. But the brilliant and beautiful thing about sports is that there is one last chance of redemption for a team that's had a miserable regular season. And it just so happens to be the only thing that matters. The NBA playoffs. It's literally the only thing that matters. Kyrie Irving has been on teams with LeBron that have had miserable regular seasons, and then he has risen to the occasion, and it's the biggest shot in NBA Finals history. I'm not banking on it. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I'm not putting it at a good percentage rate, but it's the only thing I've got going as a Celtics fan. It's the only thing you've got going as a Celtics fan. It has been a miserable regular season. Even when they've had success, it's tough to buy in because they just didn't live up to the expectation that we all had. It's like that thing we did. We had so high expectations and they weren't reached. So no matter what the ceiling is, they're going to hit the floor. I mean, it's just not what we thought it was going to be. We thought they were going to contend against the Golden State Warriors and no one in their right mind believes they can contend against the Warriors or even the Raptors or sadly even the Bucks at this point. That is the sad existence of a Celtics fan right now. It has been a rough season at best for Celtics fans. There have been moments of brilliance. There have been winning streaks, losing streaks, everything. It's been it's been a trying season to watch this team play because there's no camaraderie at all. There's been zero fun most of the time because of all the media speculation about Kyrie staying, Kyrie's going. Why aren't you playing this guy? What is Gordon Haywood's thing? It's just... It's created such... This year is what like last year should have been. When they lost Gordon Hayward, it probably should have been a more troublesome regular season. But instead, they rolled and won a bunch of games in a row. And it's weird to think that Gordon Hayward coming back has created the more trying season because you don't know what he's going to give you on a night-to-night basis. And it brings utter and total chaos to this team night after night, relying on a guy that you don't know can be relied upon. Looking at this playoff picture, I believe the Celtics can easily beat that Indiana Pacers team. It looks like they're going to have their home field advantage, so I think most Celtics fans have that as a win. Listen, I believe they can beat Philadelphia. I think the two teams that the Celtics are going to have a terrible time facing in the playoffs are the Bucks. And of course, the Toronto Raptors. That's right. The Bucks and the Raptors are going to give you a hard time. Kawhi Leonard and Giannis. It just seems like this is the type of year where those two guys are single-handedly going to beat you. It just seems to be that way. Like, I don't know if Kyrie Irving alone can rise to the occasion, but I do believe that, listen, this isn't the Bucks team of last year. It's just not. And the Celtics had trouble with that team. But again, when the Celtics face them, are they going to have Nikola Mirotic? Are they going to have Brogdon? Who knows? But it just seems like it's going to be a grueling matchup. This The Bucks might have the better coach. Boonholzer or Brad Stevens, who are you relying on this season to get the big wins? I think Coach Bud, sadly, is the guy you're going to rely on. And the same thing can be said for the Raptors. New head coach Nick Nurse seems to be doing a perfect job this year with guys like Siakam and Kawhi and Lowry. Has played. Listen, the Raptors, if they choke, it's going to be on Kyle Lowry. That's that's the one key for the Celtics. If that can, if that guy can just suck again, they're in for a, a long 
you know, a long losing streak again because if they're this is the same type of Raptors team where you think it's all good and then Kyle Rowley, Lowry finds a way to mess things up. That's your one saving grace if you're a Celtics fan against that team. But Philadelphia, I don't fear I don't fear Embiid and that whole crew, and I clearly don't fear the Pacers. They're just they're not the teams I worry about. The teams that we should be worrying about are the Raptors and the Bucks. Those are the two teams who I think are probably going to be the ones who beat you in the Eastern Conference. The rest of it, I'm I'm not fearing of the Pacers, and I'm, I don't fear of the 76ers. The 76ers are a wreck. They don't know who the alpha dog is. They're kind of in the same boat as you in a weird way. They have these guys in Embiid, Simmons, Butler, and Tobias Harris, who are all alphas, and they don't they haven't really fit in that great. I'm just saying I don't trust that team in clutch time to get the W and put the balls in the hands of the person who needs to get there. But for the Celtics, they're in that same... Listen, it's not the season we all thought it was going to be. Again, it's been a miserable season of basketball for most Celtics fans. But it's a, it's a great thing in sports, how athletes can save themselves by winning in the postseason. J.D. Drew had a huge grand slam against CC Sabathia, or Fa- it might have been Fausto Carmona in the playoffs against the Cleveland Indians, and the, and the Red Sox rode back from a 3-1 deficit and ended up beating that team. That saved J.D. Drew's season. In, I know it's baseball and I know it's a different sport, but one moment, one playoff win, winners change how you feel about a team in a weird way. If the Celtics win an NBA Finals, we're going to be even more impressed if they were that 67-win juggernaut because they've been able to go through all this adversity and all this Kyrie crap and all this young guy crap and all this who gets the shots, who's the best player, nonsense, Brad Stevens, we don't believe in him. If they get through this and they actually get to the NBA Finals, and even if they do lose, in a weird way, wouldn't I be even more impressed? Listen, I know it's self-imposed. A lot of it is. Kyrie Irving has been spouting out some nonsense lately, and Brad Stevens won't bench a guy to save his life. It's all self-imposed. They're not the best defensive team I've ever seen. Their offense is clunky at times. They don't have a clear system. It's not beautiful basketball to watch. They're not the Golden State Warriors. But you're telling me if they make it to the NBA Finals, if all's not forgiven, it is. It will be totally forgiven on my part. And no matter what ends up happening, I want Kyrie Irving on this team. That is the one thing. If they lose in the first round, I'm willing to hit the reset button and try to trade for Anthony Davis. But I am going to do anything in my power if I'm Danny Ainge to keep Kyrie Irving on this team. He has been the one consistent star on this team. Al Horford will have moments in and out. Kyrie Irving, when he plays, he hasn't missed that much time, as people will make you believe. When he plays, they are better team. They are. They are a better team with Kyrie Irving and not Terry Rozier. Terry Rozier has played pure garbage this season. He does not deserve a chance to become your starting point guard next year. Celtics fans who believe that Terry Rozier over Kyrie Irving is insane. And I'm so sick of, oh, Kyrie Irving's attitude is awful. Every single superstar the Celtics will try to get will have the exact same 
attitude that Kyrie Irving has. NBA is about stars. Boston Sports wants to make you believe that it's about the team and it's about the whatever. It's about stars in basketball. It's one of the reasons why basketball is my favorite sport. One man can have a huge impact on a team and we are going to see if Kyrie Irving can have the ultimate impact on the Celtics and get them to the NBA Finals. No matter what happens, at least now we will finally know Know what this team is. Are they the mediocre suckers we've been treating them like they are all season, or are they a really good basketball team who hasn't peaked yet? We shall soon see. The Celtics have one last chance at redemption, and I can't wait to see what happens. Thanks for listening to this edition of the Head Dad Podcast. I'm your host, Cam McKinney. There'll be a new episode of the Head Dad Podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. And also, check out my other podcast, Pop Culture Spotlight, part of the Chatter Podcast Network, also on Apple Podcasts and iTunes. Thanks again for listening. <music>